Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm your co-host, Youngmi Mayer. And I'm your other host, Brian Park. And before we dive into this episode, Youngmi and I wanted to give a very special birthday shout out to a friend of the podcast. Her name is Lauren Kim. Guys, say happy birthday wherever you are. Lauren Kim, you are a fucking rock star and we love you for listening to our podcast. Yeah, just wherever you are, just say it out loud. Happy birthday, Lauren Kim. <laughs> You're probably sitting in your living room alone. It's it's okay. It's not embarrassing. I really hope that maybe there'll be a viral uh, video from yeah. someone in Italy where you know how they ha- had people singing from the balconies? <laughs> <laughs> so because of the influence of our podcast, someone's going to take yeah. one and it'll be like Italian people being like, Oh, Lauren Kim, happy birthday. Oh. <laughs> just at the same time. Just at the same time. <laughs> We're huge in Italy. <laughs> all, all three of our Italian... I don't think we have any listeners in Italy. We probably do. If you're, if you're in Italy, um, send us a message so we know you're out there. <laughs> but yeah, happy birthday, Lauren Kim. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Everyone check out her Instagram, which is <clears throat> at Lauren Kerm, K-I-R-M. Lauren is spelled L-A-U-R-E-N-K-I-R-M. Yes. She is a wonderful artist. And I'm looking at her paintings right now, and they're beautiful and probably for sale. I kind of want to buy one. If I had money, I would. And check <laughs> her out for her birthday. Yay. Thanks for listening, Lauren. Brian, how are you feeling? Okay. So, <laughs> my eyeballs fucking hurt <gasps> so much because wow. I am looking at my phone. I am looking yeah. at my computer way too much. Way yep. too much. Yep. Way too much. Mm-hmm. My eyeballs are throbbing right now. I'm wow. looking at you on my MacBook and my eyeballs are fucking throbbing right now. Um, yep. But in terms of how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. I think I'm on the mend now because this past week I had very concrete uh like a very concrete goal which was yeah. i i you know we've talked about this before in that our work is dependent on in person interaction so mm-hmm. in this off time i just gave myself the challenge of preparing monologues and self taping mm-hmm. myself for them oh, even if i don't awesome. necessarily need to send them out at this very moment i think yeah. it's a way to it's it's a tangible thing that i've found you know, just keep my uh, my acting skills sharp still. Oh, that's awesome. If that awesome. makes sense, right? Like, so I've just been reading yeah, yeah. plays and like seeing monologues that resonate with me and then mm-hmm. just trying to interpret that and like bring them to life just in, just as like a personal goal setting thing. And I found that's that to awesome. be very helpful. But And you're taping them? Yeah, and I'm taping them. Mm. So that's even, amazing. yeah. So I like that I've found a concrete thing that's somewhat career related Mm-hmm. Uh, in spite of the circumstances, that's made me yeah. feel very good. But mm-hmm. I am, I'm on my phone way too fucking much. And who I feel who bad it? about it because I'm not using. I'm not even posting oh, yeah, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Is the is the irony? Oh, it'd be different oh, if I'm, I was I'm using like, it to post a lot. Yeah, right. I'm just lurking and just frying mm. my brain, just consuming so much content. I have made it like because you know I'm. 
obviously a comedian and i like i have like made it a goal to always be like producing some sort of content you're all online. yeah that's good that's a good like thing. constantly tweeting and you know making sure to post on instagram i'm gonna start doing tiktok this week i know it sounds terrible but it's like i have to do something i have to perform in some way like how you're doing your monologues you know yeah yeah yo yeah so i feel like uh, so about tiktok yeah i talked about this with a friend with dylan shouts to dylan Uh uh-huh yeah so dylan paladino dylan paladino so he okay okay he always sends me these tiktoks of like these asian guys he's like oh this would be this would be you if you were cool when you were 16 and I look at all these TikToks. They're all like 15 or 16, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? They're all, everyone's so cool now. Do you know what I mm. mean? They're all so cool. I they're all like, don't. They have like <laughs> you don't think they're cool. They, what I, was, I mean, I, I don't know. I, ner- I was nerdy as fuck when I was 16. But when I look right. at these 16 year olds on TikTok, they've got like good style. They know how to dance. They're like, wow. they're very, they're, I feel like they're very okay. hip, if that yeah. makes sense. Well, I feel like, yeah, no, no, for sure. They are cool. And they I don't all, know. Like, I don't feel like, like yeah, they yeah. All, like, I, I feel, feel like, like they don't woke. have an awkward phase. Like when you're you know a teenager, what, you look awkward yeah. as fuck. But I look at these TikTok kids who are like 15 or 16. They're and I'm not like, awkward. I'm like, you're not awkward. Well, don't you think that those are like, remember when we were in high school and we were awkward, but there were like people in high school that were like hot and not awkward. Yeah. Those are probably those that that's TikTok. who they are for their high school. You know, they, they're the ones that do TikTok. It's not like <laughs> you and I, the nerd, the nerd 16 year olds, like, you know, doing that sexy hip dance, <laughs> the Megan, Megan, the stallion challenge, you know, it's I like just, the hot I've, ones, the hot I just, popular I ones. I just, I feel so fucking ancient. Like I swear to God, yesterday I Googled who is okay. Boomer girl. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah well like when that was blowing up i was like what is this is like what is this you know what i think about tiktok and what prompted what what prompted me to google that is because there was a a tweet the comedian made that said i wish i had okay boomer girls tits and i'm like who is this girl and i was like oh wow she has huge tits and she's famous on tiktok nice yeah nicey nice huge tits um Who's a, you know the comedian Chris? I think his last name is Delia. Delia. Yeah, yeah, I love him. He's like my favorite. He's so funny. He so he tweeted the Boomer Girl video, and he was like, "Imagine if Bernie Sanders saw this." It's <laughs> 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 so funny. Imagine Bernie Sanders just like, "What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this?" He just he like just came back from Ross. And what is this? <laughs> yeah. What, what is this? No wonder I lost the primaries. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would ruin his day to watch that. And then, uh, yeah, so that's how I'm feeling. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm on the mend. I just want to reduce my screen time. But I will mm, say that you last, yeah. last night, I watched mm-hmm. Midsummer by myself. Ooh. Yeah. Did you like it? I liked it a lot. Was it the first time you saw it? Uh, so, well... <laughs> The first time I saw it, it was with a girl, and then she started having a panic oh. attack during the movie, and so Ooh. we had to le- we had to leave. And yeah, I could see that. So I was I was ready to finish it. <laughs> yeah, it's very un like uh, unsettling. Um, so I felt it was appropriate. That's a that's an appropriate pandemic quarantine vibe movie. Is Midsummer? Wow. <laughs> Let's watch. You know what? Midsummer is basically what my life is like now. Right now. I wish I wish I could set 
somebody on fi- i'm just kidding i was that's too mean i was gonna say set my ex-boyfriend on fire but no oh i don't wish God. that that's not what that. i want young me you mean you don't want to you don't want to paralyze your ex-boyfriend and sew him into a bear and burn him alive yeah oh spoiler alert <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh fuck put him that. in a little uh, I little think wooden if, house yeah it's like nine, the movie the movie been, came out like 18 years ago <laughs> It's definitely your fault if you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> also, even if you know the ending, it doesn't actually matter because you're just like the whole time you're like, what? <laughs> how are you feeling, young me? Uh, well, I, okay. So I want to say, before I say how I'm feeling, I just want to say the thing about TikTok. You know what? I think the TikTok formula of like videos that people like is kind of like YouTube videos that are really, that are really popular, which... um there's like a high cringe factor coupled with like like a pleasurable factor of watching it and it's like this combo of like cringiness yeah. and pleasure that like is like we- it really like i don't know sticks in your brain and then you get kind of addicted to it you know like when you watch those like when those girls do those tiktok dances and it's just like oh so cringy but then after a while, there's something so cringy about it. But then after a while, you get like addicted to it and you like want to watch more of them. Right. Right. And like, I feel like you see that a lot in like YouTube, like sensations, like mukbang. You know, mukbang is like super cringy at first. Yeah. But then it, something like it gets it, like it gets in your like craw and then you have to watch it, you know? No, I totally get but it. And I think there's like I love, a cringe and factor. I, and yeah. I really love our confidence that... Here are us, us two, who, yeah. who we have a podcast, and we are, and we are, we are criticizing TikTokers and YouTubers for being cringy when podcasting no, is I'm arguably not. even more cringy. <laughs> what we do is even more cringy. People are me. just like so cringed out. No, no, I'm just no, I'm not saying. I'm not like I'm not judging it. No, no, I'm, no, just I'm not saying, judging. I think it's I'm not I'm judging the TikToks. I'm saying there's like I'm trying to like crack the formula where I'm like there's something like so unsettling it's like midsummer it's like oh like you feel so uncomfortable but then it's like really satisfying and then you get addicted to it do you know what i mean i don't know i feel like there's something there like to it being cringy well i'm, I'm just I've, saying I've, that we're gonna do great on tiktok because we're just cringe city you know you and i <laughs> <laughs> i mean everything we say a, stupid doing a podcast <laughs> we're so cringe yeah <laughs> We, yeah this is cr- we're just i'm sitting alone in my living room like recording into a little doodle thing okay so this is how i'm feeling um <laughs> so this is how i'm feeling i actually wanted to talk about this and i've been talking about this for a long time you know like we and i've brought it up on the podcast like how i was like really chaotically dating right before yes. this all went oh, down. oh wait 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 sorry what 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 yeah i, f- I feel like i want to mention this really quickly yeah. i don't want to derail you but you mentioned dating no. and we're talking cringe yeah, yeah. And I went uh-huh. on a FaceTime date. First one ever. <gasps> <laughs> Yikes. Wow. Who was it? Just somebody you met online? Yeah. Yeah. And how did it go? Uh, it was good. But honestly, yes, it is the first 10 or 15 minutes are, it's very, it's, 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 it's as you would expect. You're like, hey, yeah, like this is so oh. weird, right? Like what? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh. and, but it was, yeah, it was good. It was cool. Could, could you get like a, this is my question like could you get like chemistry vibe me- meshing feeling just from uh, facetime on a very cerebral level like in terms yeah. of intellect like the things mm-hmm. you're interested in you're talking about but yeah. it's not and we both talked about this how when you're talking when you're on a date with someone in person 
Yeah. There's a chemistry. There's like a physical chemistry. There's an intangible yeah. energy where you feel mm-hmm. whether you vibe with them. And, you know, over FaceTime, you don't get that at all. So the only yeah. thing you're working off of is the the words that are coming out of your mouth. And yeah. like the kind of the banter and the rapport, which right. to me, all of those things are a very like brainy, cerebral thing. Right, right. Yeah. Mm. So, but was, was that cerebral... Um, attraction enough for you to like feel like there was an attraction there where you would have a for sure you know, for sure relationship? Yeah. okay okay i, I just oh, think but again facetime dates it. are very cringe and it's like yeah th- i've only gone on one but it's like you give each it's other like midsummer we, we kind of gave each other homework <laughs> assignments as a way Ew. to <laughs> you know what i mean it's like oh here yeah. watch these things like let me know what you think about it you know what i mean right right oh like, that's kind of that, fun though but that's like facetime quarantine flirting it's like oh here like I, yeah. here's this thing like let me know what you read think. this book yeah yeah right right oh, I like anyways that. Okay. sorry yeah that was a little sidebar no, no. i really want no. i felt like i wanted to talk about it before i forgot so yes yeah. facetime dates over quarantine very cringe i like how hinge has this new thing in their app they're like yeah. let the other person know that you're ready for <laughs> have you seen that i saw that <laughs> so uncomfortable and they're like they're really trying to be like don't meet them in real life like they don't they're really trying to like cover their they're gonna get sued <laughs> don't sue us if you give coronavirus to your parents because you met a hinge date in real life but yes. okay so what i was gonna say how i'm feeling is that so I was doing this chaotic dating, just like dating everybody, just like really putting myself out this there. This was pre-quarantine. You know, it, uh, yeah, obviously pre-quarantine, making this rule that I was going to be single for a year. Um, and, you know, part of it was like because I do tend to like I feel like I had like codependency issues that I really had to like resolve before getting another relationship. And but I was going like real hard, you know what I mean? Like right after I broke up with my ex-boyfriend in October, I was like going real hard with the like chaotic dating and just and I knew I knew that a big part of that was like distracting myself from processing emotions. Yeah. You know, and I knew I was doing it sort of in an unhealthy way so I could like not have to think about the painful parts, not only of like breaking up with somebody, but like, you know, what it means, like just having to face like for the first time in my adult life like what does it mean for me to have a partner like what kind of partner do I want I don't know I never like really stopped and thought about it and I like every every relationship I've been in like I don't want to be with any of them I don't want to be with anyone that's like that Mm. and and then I was like question yeah and that's like a really like scary sort of sad uh intense feeling to have and now i'm like i don't even know if i want to be in a monogamous relationship but it's like this really big shift in like how i think about love and relationships you know right right anyway yeah so the wait were you gonna ask me a question well i was gonna ask you know you got married at a relatively young age and you're with your partner for i believe 10 years Uh uh-huh right and would you say that that has made it more or less challenging to know what you like in another person because you know like Mm. for people in new york let's say the average age is 30 they probably spend most of their 20s dating a lot and like trial and error and discovering like this is what i like about a person this is what i don't like about a person whereas you kind of found someone really early on and just like got to know that person very well but you don't have Mm -hmm. that experience of just like dating a shit ton and failing a lot 
Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know what? You know what I think is interesting about that, though? Because, um, you know, when I got married, it was like something in my mind was like I wanted to have like a safety thing. So I was like, I don't want to use the word settling because my ex-husband is an amazing person. But it was like yeah. I knew it was safe. So I knew I could trust him. You know, he's extremely loyal and trustworthy. So I was like, this is safe. And the thing is that even though I got married when I was 23, all of my friends that are getting married now, like in their early 30s, you know, mid 30s, I can see uh, not all of them, but a lot of them. I can see their relationships are sort of like <clears throat> safe sorry, are sort of yeah, or sort of like they're settling like they're like, mm. well, I was. Do you know what I mean? So even though. So maybe I did it at a but very this whole different ro- so maybe phase. we romanticize yeah. that then maybe that doesn't exist where you can really find per- a person who is a one hundred percent this is yeah. perfect. Well, that's where I'm at now. I'm like, is that just I'm the kind of at of that place now? Monogamous relationships like they all kind of suck after a while, <laughs> and I'm like, does anybody really want to be with someone after like three years? I don't know. I'm asking myself that. Is am I a personality that really can do that? Well, they say that's how love becomes a choice. Like at that two or three year mark, you have to make a conscious choice. Yeah. And that choice is what love is. Mm. Like, you know what? Yeah. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm making this clear choice that I'm going to commit and compromise and make sacrifices to make this cohesive thing work. Right. Well, and so, you know, when I was talking about this last week and I, or the week before with Usama, I was like, I was like, you know, seeing people in quarantine with their spouses or partners thank god that i don't have a partner like that's what's going through my head even though i'm so lonely like i'm just like i do not want that and so you know it's like i don't know but okay what i was trying to say about the chaotic dating is now that i don't have the option to distract myself with the chaotic dating and like the constant like new like crushes i have and like this and that and like you know, like the are you still ru- are you not rush. developing crushes in quarantine via online? I mean, like, it feels you're, you're very like, like watery, and, watered down. Like yeah. sexting and exchanging nudes and like big confessions of love. <laughs> yeah, but it feels like really watered down and not really worth it. It just seems mm. kind of boring. Like at this point, I'm like bored by it. You know, yeah. I'm like I'll be like talking to someone for a few days and I'm like, who gives a shit? Like I don't, <laughs> like, you know, like I mean, no offense, I give a shit about these people, but like. I'm like, who cares? I'm not going to see you. Like, who, you know, like, what am I doing? Right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of boring. But okay, so now what I was going to say was that now that I don't have the distraction, I, I'm i like having to process all these like deep feelings that I had from my ex-boyfriend and the breakup. Mm, They're yeah. coming out now. Oh, shit. And it's a lot of anger. And so right now I'm like, I'm like feeling really angry about a lot of stuff that happened in our relationship which ended months ago you know it ended in october it's just that like i didn't really take the time to sit and like think about it you know yeah and so now yeah. i'm like processing the stuff it's coming out um a lot of anger is coming out and then i'm like processing like all these little mini relationships i've had since the breakup and some of them like were very painful and some some of them like i was like excited about and then it and then, like, i'm having to process all these emotions because i'm sitting here alone with them so that's how i'm feeling i'm trying i'm feeling deep feelings because there's literally time and space for me to feel them now you know what i mean are are like deep things coming out for you just like because for sure i mean i i said in the beginning of this episode how 
I felt good because I was giving like doing more goal setting like yeah doing these monologues and uh it's I'm working towards something but that uh-huh. that's definitely in reaction to um yeah I think I, I didn't talk I probably should have mentioned this but earlier this week I was feeling severely depressed because mm. I was just I went down this Wikipedia rabbit hole where I was like looking up you know these actors that I uh that I look up to and I was just tracking their career paths and seeing like uh-huh. what accolades they had obtained by a certain age. And mm-hmm. I think in conjunction with turning 30 uh, recently yeah. where for whatever reason we attribute a lot of significance to the age of 30 and it comes with yeah. a lot of like responsibilities that society tells us we need to have accomplished by then. And uh-huh. I was just feeling very depressed and stuck because we're in quarantine and we can't really do anything. And so I was like, oh, fucking A. Like, so-and-so had gotten this by this age and, like, I'm barely, like, my foot's barely entering into the industry. What are the odds that I'm even going to, like, create a successful career for myself? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even do anything about it at this rate. This year is a wash. Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I was definitely bummed out about that. And then in reaction, I kind of shook myself out of it after a couple days and was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I I really can't. It's out of my control. But the only thing that's in my control is like trying to get better, which is what prompted me to just like study monologues and like see my progress and just try and like bring those to life. Right. I mean, that's such a healthy and great reaction to having that feeling. You know, I have to say that we didn't really talk about this in depth, but turning 30 is like a huge very like sort of traumatizing milestone for a lot of people and i feel like a lot of people don't really discuss how kind of intense it is you know because as a society as a society we do put this weird like that's the end of your youth at 30 which is crazy because you know i'm as we all know i'm 35 and it's like I don't know. My life has not really changed or, you know, I have not really changed that much since I was like 25. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm still very, I I mean, I I think there are some positive attributions to turning 30 where I think commonly like some, a lot of people will echo that 20s are a time of a lot of confusion. So yeah, some people like being in their 30s because you're more sure of yourself and you don't give a shit about the stupid stuff. But at the same time, you know, yeah. I found this time capsule that I made when I was in fourth grade, which what I'm nine, nine or ten. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm at my home. And it's just so funny because it was like a prediction. We wrote what we thought we would be in the year 2020. So uh-huh. that's 30 for me. And so mm-hmm. I wrote uh, by the time I'm 30, I wrote that I thought I was going to be a professional tennis player. So. I wrote like I'm gonna be a tennis player. I'm gonna I would have I will have won Wimbledon like three times, but then the wow. fu- the, the, the funniest thing about it is I had I'm gonna be married with two kids, and I'm like wow. yeah right. Oh my god, <laughs> but thirty is so young for that, you know? Like, Fuck yeah, two is kids so young. Two that kids that would have meant I would have gotten married at like twenty three, which yeah. is what you did, but then like ba- like popped out two kids in those (laughs) seven years i mean yeah it's like such a different timeline than 
I don't know. I mean, do you have a lot of like fr- high school friends that are that do have like two kids that are your age? No, none of my high school friends. But most of my high school, like I went to a boarding school, so most of my high school friends oh, right. live in metropolitan coastal cities, and I think right. in residents of those cities operate on a later timeline because yeah, 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 exactly. They prioritize like career over family and uh mm-hmm. religion it, those cities tend to be more secular so you don't have because i know a lot of people have like those high school friends that are you know by the time they were 25 they had like nine kids in a house or something it. yeah i read yeah. i read i read about her wikipedia by i'm like fuck i have no kids and she's already had 20 by the time she's 30 i'm such a piece of shit <laughs> uh, you know brian i have to say though like that was like a really good um reaction that you had to feeling depressed like you became like proactive you took steps to help your career like that's a great response like when i'm depressed i just like stay depressed yeah so what have you been lay doing down more what have you been doing lately like since you can now you've identified a lot of this mm. uh anger that you haven't processed since mm-hmm. your breakup with your ex and so are you doing anything to mitigate it or are you kind of just uh, letting it be well i am just like you know there's a lot of realizations that i'm like coming to i'm just like wow this was like an extremely unhealthy relationship i like i like what is it about me that i am getting in a relationship with somebody you know that isn't like not necessarily a bad person but like is acting in this sort of way and like we sort of feed off each other and act in a certain way together and it's like kind of codependent and I don't know like what is it about my personality that I'm like allowing this and like welcoming this type of I don't know relationship in my life I I just don't I don't want to like sound negative to this person because obviously I don't want to publicly but um I you know I'm just questioning like why do I get in a relationship with people like this you know like there there are like red flags right off the bat why did I allow it to continue it's like yeah you know, like, I think there's a big red flag. I'm just going to say this just so people understand what I'm talking about. Like, so my ex-boyfriend was a comedian as well. And the first night that we had sex, literally right after having sex, when we were like naked in bed, he said, you know, you're not funny. You just like, you, you're not funny as a comedian. Jesus. And Christ. I was like, and I was like, whoa negging you know what i mean like it was obviously negging it was like waiting until i was like at the most vulnerable, vulnerable like yeah, literally like naked, naked in bed. post sex in bed and yeah but the interesting thing is right when he said that i knew he was negging me to like sort of cut me down so i said well you are funny on stage but you really suck at twitter and twitter is really important i like i just said that to like sort of like tit for tat right, right and when right. i said that he got so angry he was like, you know, that's like fucked up that you would say something like that. And I was like, wow, that's crazy that you gave me like some sort of criticism. And I just took it and I was like, OK, yeah, you're right. I'm going to work on my stage presence. And then when I criticized you, you just got really angry. And I was like, that's like kind of fucked up. And he he like agreed. He was like, oh, yeah, that was fucked up. I'm sorry. And he apologized. But like that was such a red flag, you know, like yeah. that was the first night of dating this person. Like, I, you know, obviously, like everyone has their shortcomings i'm very insecure everyone's really insecure but it's like you know like i have to like protect myself you know like i have to like really be like i don't care how strongly i feel about somebody i have to protect myself from somebody else's insecurities cutting me down you know right 
especially in that way if i continued staying in a relationship like that for a lot longer like it, it would start to harm me you know like my belief in myself and my talent you know like no one you just like nobody is looking out for you like you have to look out for yourself and you have to protect yourself do you know what i mean and yeah. so those are like those are like the thoughts that are coming out right now in this like deep quarantine time where i'm just like really evaluating like why don't i like cha- like why don't why don't i want to like stand up for myself do you know what i mean and like mm. put that as the priority yeah no i mean <sighs> like like you said this is a we're we're all being thrust against our own will into this situation where um it's going to bring up a lot of deep seated unresolved emotions because yeah. that feeling of uh, the that feeling of, i read this great new york times article where it was like that feeling of restlessness and that feeling of like not mm-hmm. wanting to do things or having no desire is yeah. just a manifestation of grief like we're all grieving right now oh yeah i read that that was a, such a good article and everyone was talking about it yeah yeah it's just like and it's like this discomfort it's grief uh you know it might might not seem like it right now but i do think it's a good thing that you are able to recognize these things and i don't think it's that i don't you know i think it's good to reflect especially on like relationships that didn't work out because yeah you know there's good things from uh, that you can learn about yourself from every relationship and yeah no i definitely feel like wow like I have a lot to learn. I've learned a lot. Now I have like time to really process what I've learned and like collect. Now I can take this information moving forward. And when I am ready for a relationship, you know, I'll know what to look for that I don't want, you know, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, something that has come up for me, not Mm -hmm. during this quarantine, but I would say in the last, you know, four to six months or so, um, my last long really like i was with my ex for three years and you know we broke up mm-hmm. at the beginning of last year and yeah. you know at the at the time when we broke up i thought i was having to compromise so much on my part and i'm like you mm-hmm. know what i just can't anymore uh it's best we break up but mm-hmm. i think it's strange how after a significant amount of time had to have passed before i could realize like all of the shitty things that i did Mm-hmm. And how, mm. you know, I can recognize a lot of the compromises that she made in order to mm-hmm. appease me. And, mm-hmm. but I was just too selfish and, you know, self-indulged to even recognize like what it was she was doing to accommodate me. Right. Whereas the whole time I well, thought that I was yeah. having to bend over backwards and, um, you know, I feel shitty yeah. about it, but I just, you know, I, I recognize it and I just hope that I can be uh i just know that i can do better and like be a better partner going forward you know right well uh, also it's hard when you're you're feeling negative things happening to you from somebody it's hard to also be like see what you're doing to them do you know what i mean yeah because it's like you're i mean that's i think it's just it's natural everyone is like that you know like but that's like very big of you that you came to see that did you talk to her about it? No, we haven't spoken. Oh, since you broke up? Yeah. Aries king. Why? Is that an Aries thing? I think so. It's a Sagittarius thing, and I always feel like Aries and Sagittarius are so similar. <laughs> yeah. I never, never talk to exes after I'm done. Never. Same. 
same never like i just can't deal with it and i just don't care like i do i just don't even i don't even like if i f- see them on instagram i'm like uh, nothing i'm just like oh i'm so over it right i'm the same i don't i don't reach out or talk to my exes ever it's just weird i don't want to be their <laughs> friend why like they suck i mean well that's no why you see all those memes or maybe in movies where it's like you go you sh- drunkenly show up to your ex's apartment and like have one last like hot hookup and i'm like that yeah. does not that literally Ugh. does not happen to me yeah i would not no <laughs> no thank you should we should we move on to our new segment well before that i think okay. this is somewhat related it's going to be a shift in energy but it is quite yeah. funny so uh for our listeners out there we have an email feeling asian podcast at gmail.com Especially during quarantine, we'd love to hear, you know, if you have any questions or want any advice or just want to say what's up, feel free to shoot us an email. Uh, this one person asked for some advice and mm. she re- and she emailed us saying, uh, hey, hey, guys, huge fan. I would love yeah. to hear your thoughts slash tips on sexting or even just flirt texting during this whole pandemic. I recently got a hinge and have been talking to this guy However, I literally cannot muster up the will to flirt or sext, but I still want to keep this going for when the pandemic ends. Eggplant Mm. emoji. Wait, so is he... But he's still texting her, right? So it doesn't seem like he needs to have sexting happen for their relationship to continue. Yeah, I I I feel like if you feel pressured to do that in order to sustain this person's interest then yeah. you shouldn't do it but if you but I, i'm yeah. interpreting this as in maybe she wants to do that mm. too but she just doesn't know how to broach it i yeah i don't know sometimes i sometimes i feel like i like come in real hot with the do you want nudes and then i'm i ruin it and then they like disappear <laughs> 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 like no yucky and then they like go screaming I can hear them screaming, leaving the DMs. Um, yeah, so it's it's hard to read. I don't know. Different people are different. But you know what I've noticed? I don't know if you've noticed this, Brian, because I was like sexting up a storm for a while. Recently, people have been kind of like not down for sexting. I've also been have that way that? too. Yeah. And I've felt I'm like also that, that too. way like, too. Yeah, I've like lost my fucking energy i don't know i'm just like i don't even care about you I was, i'm like you yeah, and a nude like i'm so like i don't feel like doing it uh i think it, it's that shift i think like the first three yeah. weeks in quarantine we're all yeah. like on the same page like oh my god i have no idea how long this is gonna last i'm so fucking yeah. horny and uh-huh. now now we're in a we're in post horny now we're yeah, kind we're of like, like uh, this is the new no- we're in like the new normal now. <laughs> yeah, where so, uh, where quarantine yeah. doesn't feel novel anymore. So mm-hmm. I think as a byproduct, our yeah. like horniness levels have sort of uh, equalized a bit. Yeah. So maybe the advice that I would give you is just maybe just regular texts like friends and then until you meet in real life, because right now it just feels like nobody really is into sexting anyway. But even so but, if, like, but if you're if you really want to, if you want to, yeah, but if, if you, you want, want to, to go for it. this is how I say it. if oh. you want to just fucking shoot mm-hmm. your shot. Who cares? You know, yeah, we're this is like a really weird yeah. time. And so yes, weird. like you have sexual desires. I want to be met. So just fucking shoot your shot. And if they're yeah. turned off by it or think it's super weird, then they'll just whatever. I mean, it probably screaming. it probably wouldn't have 
like been a compatible match anyways you know yeah i feel like there i was like sexting with somebody and then they're like i don't really feel like doing this i'm like literally I, i've been forcing myself to do this this is not fun and then <laughs> and then and then we like talked about it and we were like yeah it's so weird why are we doing this nobody wants to do this and then we just continue talking regular texting you know yeah so so if this person is somebody that's understanding it will probably work out yeah but shoot your shot for sure shoot your shot who cares who gives a shit sorry right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who gives a fuck um <laughs> so that's our, our advice Shoot yeah, your shot. and so young me and i uh we've we've talked about how uh our since our podcast deals with feelings it's naturally gonna it's, it could get pretty heavy and especially heavy. during especially during a pandemic um yeah you might not necessarily There's want to listen to a podcast that deals with heavy subject matter and all the so time. Well, yeah. All the time. Maybe you do. Who knows? But we thought it would be fun to introduce some lightness and levity to the podcast. And so Youngmi and I, uh, we want to, during the pandemic episode, and who knows, it could be a more permanent thing, but we want to incorporate uh, some fun games or just kind of leave the podcast on a light note because... Especially on this episode, <laughs> I think we talked about some pretty heavy stuff, and yeah, think of this as like a like a little mouthwash, palate like a cleanser, little, a little palate cleanser. And so, <laughs> Youngie, uh, do you want to um, explain the game we have here? Okay, so today our game, what it is, is it's called Explain Your Tweet. We went through each other's twitters and found tweets that performed very poorly. Or if you think they, or if you just thought, like, or, if you just want more elaboration from the other person, or we were confused by them, or we just didn't think they were funny, and we wanted to ask each other what was going through your head when you decided to tweet this garbage. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Wait, do you want to start? You so, start. Okay, so I'm gonna read this tweet. Actually, and none we'll of the tweets we'll, did that poorly. We'll we'll do tit we'll do tit for tat. So like one, you okay. do one, and I'll do one. Okay. Okay, I just wanna I wanna ask you what was going through your head, Brian, when you tweeted <clears throat> this wonderful tweet. I'm at the U.S. Open with my best friends Chase, J.P. Morgan, and Emirates Airline. <laughs> what? What's the joke, Brian? <laughs> How okay, is that so funny? It got two likes. <laughs> so everyone agree that that tweet sucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let me explain. So, <laughs> yes, I was at the U.S. Open. Oh, I so was... you were just trying to brag that you were actually at the U.S. <laughs> oh, Open? Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so... <laughs> I think, okay, so I tweeted at a time where there was a lot of debate whether corporations were considered people. And... At the U.S. Open, everything is branded. Like, even down to, like, the drinks they serve. It's like, oh, do you want the Grey Goose, Honey Deuce, like, yeah. vodka drink? So, yeah. I was sitting, and there's just advertisements everywhere. And so, right. I just thought it would be funny to... Because they're, in essence, your best friends at the U.S. Open. It's, <laughs> these, like, monolithic corporations. All right. I stand so by it. I think it's a fucking thing. <laughs> Oh, you stand by it. Good. I'm proud of you. So you're you're taking the idea that corporations are treated like people in American 
law and those are and those are my best i don't know why you're confused by it those are my best friends at the u.s open it's emirates airlines <laughs> jp morgan and chase bank young oh, me oh no i'm not i'm not confused by it i'm just wondering how is that funny <laughs> 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 this is a mean game but i'm kind of enjoying it okay read me a tweet you you want me to explain one of my tweets yes Go for please it. um yang me please explain what was going on when you tweeted <laughs> wearing a one-piece swimsuit because i ran out of underwear then pushing it aside to pee but it ended up being a poo my fingers <laughs> are tired <laughs> I don't it's know. so what was self-explanatory. <laughs> what, what, what was going on? Is this true? What What's happening? Are you in a like? Were you at the beach? Like, what's? What do you mean? The question, you, the, did you get poo the on your you have is, <laughs> I think the question you have is why did you think that you needed to tweet? Why did you think that the world needed to know? That? <laughs> wait, Which wait, is wait. A fair so, question. Wait. So you ran out of underwear, then pushing it. Okay, so you push it aside to pee, and then, and then you're saying once you were done, you had to like reach back further and then push it aside to poo. No, what happened was I, I was at I wasn't at the beach. I was at home. It was laundry day. All my underwear was in the laundry, so I put on a bathing suit. I didn't have underwear, and then I was like, oh, I have to pee. And then like for women, when you have to pee, you have to open your you instead of pulling it all down, you just like open it to the side. You know, you push oh, it so to the side. Okay. I think the as a man, part, like the, the whole visual part. of this was hard for me to grab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, oh yeah. So like you've, okay. So if, I guess some men don't know this, but like you have to push your, the crotch part to the side. So pee comes out. And while I was doing that, I realized I also have to poo. So then I was like in the bathroom, pulling my, un- my bathing suit to the side for like <laughs> six minutes while I pooped. And then my fingers got really tired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> i just so, realized that some men might not know that women do that so so what, so what you're saying is confused. that this is a universal language that all women will understand and yes. effectively every woman would be able to if they, for whatever reason if they slid off of a cliff they have the finger strength to hold on to the edge of the cliff with two <laughs> fingers <laughs> because yes. they've, they've yeah. been pulling their one-piece swimsuits to the side to poo for so many times yep. as trainers yep <laughs> It's how women are stronger than men. Exactly. Another way that women are stronger than men. Okay. <laughs> okay. Last one. We're just going to do two, right? Okay. Last one. Um, okay. So the <laughs> this, this, okay. I don't, I fully don't get this, but kind of maybe I do. Okay. Here's your tweet. As a man, so much of my personality depends on the length of my pants. <laughs> Oh, come on, young me. You. I mean, it got seven likes and one retweet. <laughs> Some. What does that mean, Brian? I don't get it. I think that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm into fashion and I feel that a lot of the times, like the length of your, like how you wear your pants as a guy yeah. is just your entire personality. What? What do the different lengths mean? So you mean like there's like, guys who will wear who will like double cuff their pants so their socks show <laughs> that's like a certain type of dude or there's what a guy who wears like that? that type of dude tell I think me of, so i know okay so like a guy who like double cuffs his pants uh-huh if it's skinny jeans then they're like a european tourist so if okay. they like so they're like pinned at the bottom oh my or God, they'll, if they wear it with like chelsea boots 
Oh, like God. it's like a double cuff with a Chelsea boot and then like a really Yikes. tight short sleeve button down. That's another type of dude. And then you have guys who wear like high water dickies. That's oh another type. That's like an entire personality unto itself. That's a guy who is not. If you if you send like if that's like your tweet. If you send a nude to a dude who wears high water dickies, he's just uh-huh. gonna double tap the heart and not even say anything back. Ooh, <laughs> wow! I kind of want to like do a whole thing now with pants length and how they're gonna react to your nudes, so I but, know. Like, do us dudes we're fucking stupid like there's only three types of us and i think (laughs) the way the way we wear our pants is indicative of that this is good for me to know what does it mean when they roll up the sides of their beanies a lot so their beanies look really tiny on the top of their heads what does that mean oh man those see (laughs) (laughs) those guys are fucking insufferable because it just the fact that you're like rolling it up that much so that it fits a certain way on your head it's like you're trying way too hard already you're already like trying way too hard. You like it? Yeah. I think I it looks that. hot, but I I I see that. It I looks see hot, that shit. but I don't want to fuck with them. You know, I see that shit, and I'm like, you're indoors. It's not even that <laughs> cold out. You're trying way too hard, my my guy. Take your hat off, bro. Yeah, you're trying way too hard, my guy. Like you you don't you aren't as cool as you think you look in the mirror when you put that beanie on. Is what I think. <laughs> Am I just being mean right now? I'm just being mean right now. No, we no, we need this info. This is like important intel for us straight women. But what what does it matter to you? I mean, you know, what is, what another straight dude's opinion of another straight dude is? No, because I I want to break the code and I know I want to know what kind of guy it is before I like start messing with them. But honestly, those types of guys are like they're what, probably what length of pants? What length of pants should we never fuck with? Who as soon as we see it, we should be like no. What what style and length? What's like um, the fuckboy pants? The well, the fuckboy pants now are like baggy. I like don't Jenko know. Jenko jeans? No, not Jenkos, but the fuckboy <laughs> pa- the fuckboy pant <laughs> is a dicky, a dicky, a dicky. Dickies are like mm, baggy vintage okay. Levi's that are like mm-hmm. yeah, those are right. those are fuckboy pants. Okay, okay, give me the last. Tweet just that look you at want me my to pants and just don't fuck with that. <gasps> That's a rule of thumb. But you- you have like the most, I would say, inconspicuous looking style of pant I've ever seen. And that's I don't that's know. a that's a style unto itself because I am a secret. Yeah. I can secretly fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> Stealth fuck boy. <laughs> All right, give read me the last tweet you want me to explain. All right, uh, young me explain this. What is it about being at a train station that makes you feel better than everyone else? <laughs> was that supposed to be funny like i don't what's going on here? that was also actually something that ha- like what is it like you know when you go to penn i remember that tweet and i thought it was funny and nobody why liked would you it, feel so. like you're better than anyone else if okay you're at penn station? are you kidding me have you been to penn station everybody looks like they like literally crawled out of a fucking hole i don't even feel like i'm better than anyone but like oh, penn Sta- like, oh, bro, oh so you're so this is just penn you being station, an asshole so yeah, you're saying me everyone being a around. Fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's me being a fucking good, like when I'm just walking around the regular world, I don't feel like this. But at Penn Station, I'm like, yeah, I'm, my life has more value than yours. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Yeah, everyone see, looks terrible. Read, Why are I they wearing this? their like sweatpants? When I read this, young me, I thought yeah. for you, it was like, oh, I'm about to ride the L.I.R.R. I'm doing well <laughs> in life. I'm in first class. I don't even know if they have first class on the trains. But, <laughs> but they, like everyone just looks like a fucking weird person. Like they just look weird. I'm not even talking about like, 
you know, like people that are like economically not doing well. I'm talking about the, like the regular people that think that they're like doing great. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you wearing? Sorry, that's just really mean. We it, this got really mean. It was like it got, it became us just making fun of people's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whenever I'm at Penn Station, I'm like, I'm better than everyone here. I'm not drinking a 19-ounce iced frappe <laughs> from Dunkin' Donuts. You know, like, when you're, hey, everyone's fuck just making you. the Dunkin worst Donuts choices. Is good. I know, Dunkin but Donuts you know, like, <laughs> everyone's making the worst cho- Everyone's eating, like, a <laughs> Cinnabon at Penn St- Like, come on, <laughs> man. Like, Young you me, gotta stop. try. Stop. <laughs> you're wearing your goddamn Ugg UG house slippers at the train station? Like, what Young. the f- those are indoor shoes. <laughs> you're wearing your sweatpants with the Victoria's Secret pink on the butt? Come on. Like, come on, man. Not outside. <laughs> you have, like, a neck pillow? You're going, like, a, on a two-hour train ride. Why are you wearing your goddamn neck pillow? You know oh what I mean? Oh, my God. Young me. Holy shit. People have given up young me, at Penn holy- Station. Holy shit, young me. It's not I just even think, like I just they're think, like... No, 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 wait. I just think it's fucking hilarious how <laughs> you checked yourself and you're like, we're just being mean. And then you double down and you're like, no, these no, fucking yeah, yeah. No, no, stupid people with their oversized Christian Dior sunglasses. But, what is this, 2004? Like <laughs> Seriously? And then they're pushing you around. Like, they're like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're acting like so fucking high and mighty. Bitch, we're at the goddamn train station. Calm the fuck down. You know, like, don't fucking push me around with your goddamn roll around luggage oh god wow young me. okay well station. i think what we could learn is that when you tweeted what is it about being at a train station that makes you feel better than everyone else i did not know that i was going to open up a fucking pandora's box of resentment towards popular society <laughs> with that tweet <laughs> hate everybody oh man <laughs> anyways uh i think this is super fun we should definitely do it again we'll do yeah we'll do that or we'll maybe we'll come up with a better game next time or a different Absolutely. game next time um okay i think i think well, that's our time but guys uh just to let you know young me and i we are we go live on instagram every week now oh, uh mondays, mondays at 8 p.m eastern time mondays at 8 p.m um you can follow us on instagram at feeling asian podcast and you can follow young me at why mayor and you can follow brian at it's brian park both on instagram and twitter yeah where you can um, read hot hot tweets such as as a man of so uh, as a man so much of my personality depends on the length of my pants <laughs> those I, hot tweets <laughs> I, <laughs> I stand by it it's, it's um, pretty it's pretty good yeah but anyways guys follow young me and thanks for listening and we hope you guys are staying safe and healthy out there and happy birthday lauren Happy birthday, Lauren Kim. Follow her on Instagram at Lauren Kerm. All right, guys. All right. Bye. Bye.